Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Uh, today we will be joined by Colin eventually. I'll explain in a minute, but first we are going to talk about the Red Sox game yesterday. Big win against the Astros. Then we're going to talk about Dustin Pedroia, his knee, whether or not he'll play again. He's now on the 60-day disabled list. We'll get to all of that. Then I'm going to make my Stanley Cup predictions. The game once tonight, go Bruins. Uh, but I'm going to make my uh, predictions. And then at the end, we're going to do friendly wagers because Colin will be there for then. So my hope is that he's there in time for the um, Stanley Cup predictions. But he will definitely be here for friendly wagers, hopefully for the Stanley Cup predictions. But I'm pretty sure he's going to miss our uh, Red Sox segment with Dustin Pedroia and the game yesterday. But that's all right. Also, I know I talk about it a lot, but I uh, the Anchor Mobile app, uh, calling in. I usually say it at the end of the episode, and some of you maybe don't listen to the whole episode. I hope you do. Uh, I really do. But... Some of you maybe don't, so I figured I'd tell you guys at the beginning of the episode for some of you who don't know or maybe you're new to the podcast. Uh, so there's this thing, Anchor Mobile app, and you type in after the Brother Sports Talk, you can send in a voice message um, asking me a question or, you know, just talking about something maybe you disagreed with, or you can just send in a request for an episode, like something you want me to talk about, um, and I don't have to put that on the ep- uh, podcast episode, whatever you want. Um you can just call in. It's just a handy tool for you guys to use. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, Billy used to call in a lot. He's He's been busy lately. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, enough of that. Now we are going to get to the Red Sox game yesterday. So, let's get to that. All right. So, yesterday was a pretty big game for the Red Sox, actually, because the, this was a big series, and they had lost both games. And it was Eduardo Rodriguez versus Justin Verlander. And you said, all right, at least if we can win this game, we don't get swept. We win a pitching matchup that's favored in their, in their favor, and we go in picking in a little steam, uh, you know, getting a little steam coming into this Indian series, if you will. Uh, and just something I want to point out with Rodriguez, he had a very good start, six innings, four hits, one earned run, one rock, five strikeouts, very good, but I had one big problem. And listen, it's probably something that you're saying, Aiden, don't wig out about it, but first batter of the game, right? For, for, I'm pretty sure it's first, for, yeah. Uh, Aledmius Diaz, I don't know how to say it, Aled Diaz. Uh, Diaz. Anyway, the really good slide. Yeah, second baseman that can play shortstop. He's down 0-2 in the count. And Eduardo Rodriguez, 0-2. It's an 0-2 count. And Eduardo Rodriguez pitched one right over the plate. Meatball right over the plate. Fastball didn't have much movement on it. And I said, here we go. Here we go. This is why I picked the Astros to win. That was wrong. Friendly wagers to pick the Astros. But right over the plate, you don't do that. You don't, you know, especially first batter of the game. And I, uh, that, that one annoyed me just because if it's an 0-2 count, you always, and I mean always, try to either paint the corner or give him something outside the strike zone. It's how it works. If it's a ball, it's a ball. You try to paint the corner, get him looking on a strike three, or get him chasing outside in the zone. And if, if he doesn't, if he watches one ball, that's okay. In an 0-2 count, you can afford giving up one pitch that's a ball. 
But Eduardo Rodriguez gave him a meatball right down the plate. So that's just one thing I wanted to uh, point out. It really that bothered me. But other than that, he's very good. Your bullpen came in and was one walk was allowed. Brandon Workman came in. Matt Barnes, Marcus Walden, all with clean slates. Barnes did have the walk, but they were awesome. They came in and, you know, finished off uh, where kind of did better than Eduardo Rodriguez, who's great. Your pitching was excellent yesterday. Your hitting was solid. Uh, it was it was solid. Devers had the solo shot, and I see Nunez getting a double. Pierce did get robbed by Bregman. I'll give him that. But Ben Intendi, he did have the sack fly, but he's kind of been ice cold. 0 for four. He did have the again the sack fly for the first run. Bet's one for four. Devers was just two for four. Not bad. Uh, Martinez one for four. Chavis 0 for three with a walk. Vasquez 0 for four. He had a hot bat. Uh, just couldn't find it yesterday. Steve Pierce wasn't bad. One for four for, for Steve Pierce. I mean, lately he's just been really struggling. But he's going to get back on his game. Jackie Bradley Jr., uh, 0 for 3 with the walk. And Nunez, 2 for 4. So, again, none of those stats really popped out to you. You had a few guys at 2 for 4, a few 1 for 4. Like, your bats were not on fire yesterday. Your bats weren't on fire, but they were enough uh, to get you through that game. It was, you know, your pitching was phenomenal. Your starting pitching was great, and your bullpen was phenomenal. So that, you know, your hitting was average. Your hitting wasn't bad. Your hitting wasn't phenomenal, but it was enough to get you through the game yesterday. It was a very good game. Um, Justin Verlander, only six strikeouts, so close. Uh, but Colin, Colin's been, we've only done two friendly wages, but I'll tell you, Colin, uh, and he ends up winning. I I, should, I think you can already tell. But, you know, I've been struggling with that. But I hope to get back on track uh, for today's questions. But, yeah, now Dustin Pedroia. So that's kind of the quick wrap-up on yesterday's game. But Dustin Pedroia, you know, says, Today he's placed on the 68 disabled list. I watched the interview. Him, Alex Corrin, Dave Dombrowski. And... You know, he starts, he says, I'm not sure I'll ever play again. So he's already placed on the 60-day disabled list where he's going to stay away from baseball. He obviously has that horrific knee injury. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a Red Sox great. There's no doubt about it. Um, but he hasn't played in a while. Uh, really, well, technically, um, sorry. Technically, he did play, you know, a few months, you know, beginning of the season. But you know what I mean. Um, so let's see. Back in... 2017, he played 105 games. That's kind of where it started. 2017 was where it started, where you started to see those injuries really take over. Back in 2016, he was hitting 318 and played 154 games. If you told me that, like off the top of my head, I, that shocks me. That just, it wasn't not just that long ago. 2016, 32 years old. He was hitting 316, uh, well, 318 and not playing almost every single day. That is crazy. 2017, only played 105 games, hit 293. So the games went down, his batting average went down, but he's still a solid player that just couldn't play every day. The knee was starting to get to him. But you were like, all right, obviously it's the dec decline of Dustin Pedroia. You expected a steady decline. He fell off a cliff. 2018, 34 years old, plays three games. Three. Three games. He had a walk. And he had, two, excuse me, he had two walks and one hit on 11 at-bats. 
he went from going to a de- you know a little bit of a decline and then he fell off a cliff. And this year he's played six games and has had two wa- uh, excuse me one walk and two hits. And now he's not sure he'll ever play ever play again. He's played nine games in the past two years. 60-day disabled list. Uh, they talked about how he just comes into work every day and tries to rehab. He wants to play baseball. He is he get don't get me wrong here. I love Dustin Pedroia. You know, I you know I have you know some things that I don't really like about him. Uh, I don't like him maybe as much as some other people, but I respect the guy. Uh, but he's played 14 years in the league and he's 35 years old. It's time to call it quits. I'm sorry. I said this before the season. Now, I've never talked about Dustin Pedroia in this podcast. Started, what, like February 22nd around that time. So I just never really talked about him. But it was time for him to hang up the jersey probably before the season. And especially now, now he has every reason in the world. Now, Dustin Pedroia just has that fight in him where he wants to play baseball. And I don't blame him. If I were him, I you know I'd be eager to get back, but he's not sure he'll ever play again. He's going on the sixty-day stable list. He's he's going to spend a little time with family, just a little time away from the game for the first time in a while. He just needs it, and I don't blame him. Again, it's been so hard for this guy, and personally, I hang it up. I hang hang uh, my jersey up. Maybe not right at the moment, but I really start thinking about it and really start saying, I think this is the best move for me moving forward. I just can't play anymore. His knee will never heal. His knee will never heal. He will constantly, he's not going to be able to play it every day. That's fine. And at this point, I, I, I don't know if he comes back. I don't think he'll be that great anyway. He'll probably come back and struggle, maybe play once, you know, over four games or so because his knee and his skill level just isn't there anymore. So even if he does come back, he's going to go through that pain and barely play and not even play that well anyway. So for me, I think Pedroia just wants one more run. If he wants to finish out the year just rostered on the team, and even if he doesn't play, just you know, to be rostered on the team, just to be a part of the organization, and maybe just add another ring to his collection, even just doing nothing, that's fine. That's fine with me. All right, but, you know, by the end of the season, I mean, even if he does come back, what is he going to be? A guy that plays every five games, four or five games, and hits, you know, 150, I think 210 at the best. Like, I can't see him doing that much. And for me, you know, I love Dustin Pedroia, but the knee has got the best of you. You're already 35 years old. You've done great things, but it's time for you to hang the jersey up. And walk away from the game of baseball. I know it's tough for a guy that loves the game as much as Dustin, but what can I say? I mean, you know, you've had some great years, but it, it you played nine games in the past two years because you need you just you can't do it anymore. There's a certain point where you ha- you, you know it's just it's done. I hate to say it, I don't want him to quit. I know he has that fighting spirit, but. There's a, there's a point in time where you just sit there and say, there's nothing I can do anymore. I'm 35 years old. I've done great things in the league, but my knee, I, I just can't do it. I've gone through all this rehab to the point where I just, I gotta, you know, I gotta let go. And I know it's tough to say, but the more he fights, it's, I don't think it's going to do much. 
He can fight as hard as he wants. He'll barely see the field at best. He may never play again no matter how hard he fights. And I know that stinks to say. I don't want to sound, like, negative and, like, you shouldn't keep trying. If he wants to, that's fine. But in my opinion, it's over for him. And even if he gets back, what what is he going to do? I guess for Dustin Pedroia, even if he only plays every five games and he struggles, he just wants to go ahead and play baseball. If that's what he wants to do, that's completely fine with me. If he wants to take a break, which is well-deserved for him, and, you know, it's the best decision for him and his family, it's fine. And I agree. He should step away. And, you know, maybe he comes back late in the season. If Dustin Pedroia says, I want to step away for a little bit, but then come back, fight real hard just to play the, the end of the season, and hopefully if we can make it to a playoff run. If that's what he wants to do, fine by me. You know, he'll come in, play every once in a while. You know, he may struggle, but he just wants to play baseball and get that – Get that, um, you know, you know what is Dwayne Wade, uh, that final one last dance, if you will. And he wants to know going into it. Like, you know, he did, you know, maybe he wants to go into it knowing this is it. And just, you know, soak it all in and, you know, get the fans clapping. And, you know, kind of that whole experience. I don't know how to explain it, but kind of like with Dwayne Wade in a way. And just get that, you know, farewell tour. If that's what he wants, and he wants to fight back, if he wants to keep fighting just to get a farewell tour and play a few last games of Red Sox baseball and then walk away, then I give the thumbs up to that. But if Dustin Pedroia has these plans to keep fighting till he's 40 years old, I just think he's wasting his time. And I hate to say it like that, but I just do. Uh, but yeah, that's my take on the whole Dustin Pedroia thing. Uh, it, it is a shame to see, you know, a, a guy is, you know, that fights as hard as he does to get back on the baseball field. Just go through that. It really, uh, it sucks, but you know, it happens. Uh, hopefully you can kind of realize, I think his time's come, but we'll see what he ends up deciding. He's got some time. We'll touch back uh, with more news on him in a future episode. But yeah, that's kind of the Red Sox game yesterday, Dustin Pedroia. Now we are going to get to my Stanley Cup playoff predictions. Okay, so Colin is now here. Uh, uh, Obviously, as I said at the beginning of the episode, excuse me, um, he may miss the Red Sox segment and Stanley Cup preview, but he'll be here for friendly wages, but he's going to be here for our Stanley Cup preview and pr- predictions and our friendly wagers. So, uh, welcome, Colin. And, um, <clears throat> all right, so game one tonight, um, who do you have? The Bruins. All right, what's the score? Two to one. Two to one. I have the Bruins winning three to two. Uh, I think, you know, tonight, I think the first period, you're going to see a little rust for sure, you know, 11 days off. I know the Bruins prepared well, they had the scrimmage, but I think both team sides might be a little rusty, but I think it'll all be shooken off by the end of the first period, as early as that. Uh, at least for the Bruins, I think the Blues will be a little more rusty than the Bruins. I feel like the Bruins prepared very well, but overall, we both have, you know, pretty well goaltended games with some goals. Uh, but we both had the Bruins winning by a goal. Uh, and then game two, what do you have for the score? Uh, four to one. Bruins. I have five to one Bruins. So we both kind of say good games for Rask. Uh, Jake Bennington kind of implodes in this game. And I expect, I, I think if you're you know, an NHL fan and most people have the Bruins winning and the Blues winning a few games here and there, but 
Jake Pitt Bennington, I think, is going to have one game in this series where it really, you know, implodes, if you will, and just falls apart. And he's been great in these playoffs, but all the time, like every series, he just has that one game where he lets up five or six goals. And I think this is the game we both believe. Uh, well, you have a few other games where they score, at least for me, game two. I think will be the game Jake Bennington kind of collapses, you know, get a little pressure down 1-0. He's been well against pressure down, but I just think this is the game where the Bruins kind of get the best of them. But then game three, I expect a bounce back for the Blues. I think they'll win 4-2. The Bruins, although they did beat the Hurricanes in game three, the Hurricanes were kind of a joke. But in their two real series, if you will, uh, the Maple Leafs and the Blue Jackets, they lost game three. I feel like they haven't been great in those types of game three situations. So I think four to two, I think, you know, Rask will be, a, you know, maybe not even a little off his game, but I, I think I might have an empty netter there for one of them. Rask will be, eh. Overall, the defense will be a little flat-footed and just kind of that stuff. They just don't play that great in game threes. What do you have for game three? I have it three to one. Just this because- is creepy. We're getting like the same yeah, predictions right now. Because. They're going to be like, oh, we're up 2 nothing. We're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're just going to be thinking about that Stanley Cup and then realize. No, they're a good team. Maybe you think that. I think they're I good focus I think that'll wise. happen one time just because they're in the. It's like Stanley Cup. And yeah, maybe I just they're think they're going to do that one game. game and, and this is that one game. All right. And then game four, um, I have the Bruins shutting the Blues out. I think Rask so far in this series, you, you looked at it. Solid, very good game one. Uh, you know, solid game one. Two goals a lot. Then game two is very good. Game three, he was you know a little off his game, but still wasn't horrible. But then game four, he comes out with a shutout. I think you know there's just too many one and two goal games. I predict he'll have in these playoffs. So I think he will end up getting a shutout on the Blues. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think for it'll be four. four to three. The Bruins win in overtime. Overtime. All right. Yeah, I mean, there we have a little different. I just think the Ross can get a shutout into this series. You know, he gets a little comfortable. I know, you know, the less rest, the worse for Rask. But I think, you know, he'll kind of bounce back a little bit and just have a great game. I think the defense will also help him in that game. And the Blues down 3-1. to one. Both of us have them uh, only winning that game three so far. And then game five, it isn't over. Jordan Bennington has been great against elimination in these playoffs, and his success continues. He pulls it within two a wait into a three to two series. That? Yeah, three to two. So yeah, I, I did the math wrong. Yep, three to two series. The Blues will win this game four to one. I think, you know, Rask. Maybe I'm kind of thinking three to one now. I you know I, I don't think Rask will play horrible. Kind of be like uh, game three in their loss where he wasn't. Horrible, but he wasn't great either. Uh, and Jordan Bennington is just the star of this game. I think against elimination, he's been great. I think he'll continue that. He's just he has a chip on his shoulder for his team. He just has a great attitude, and I think he just won't give up. But Colin, you have the series ending here. Yes, game five. It- and it will be one nothing Bruins. So very- it's going to be a tight game, and it's going to come down to, like, one goal in the second period that the Bruins score. And so you think so? I, Bennington plays very well against yes, that elimination, but Rask just, just outgoals them. And there's just going to be that one goal that they score in the second period or something like that. And also, I wanted to say, like, this game could go either way. I was thinking of having the Blues winning one nothing, and I was like, I don't know, maybe – 
it's gonna be one nothing for sure. I think, or Not, may, or maybe two. You can't one. say for sure in any well, of these yeah, types of I know, predictions. But like, yeah, these are just really these close, predictions are tough but to it could go either way in this game. So you have the Bruins winning five, four to yeah. one in the series overall. Yes. All right, I have it going to game six, but the Bruins ultimately will edge this one out four to three in overtime. Does that ring a bell? I know. I don't want to say this, but the Bob Yor, I think it'll just happen again. They win an overtime goal by, like, uh, Brad Marsh and something like that. Someone scores a game-winning goal. Uh, some player in offense, I don't see anyone on your defense. Maybe Krug. I just don't see it. But I know I said before the series, I don't want to hear this Bob Yor, you know, all this Bob Yor talk. I really think it's such an overrated play, and I don't want to hear it, but – here, I just think history will kind of repeat itself in a way. Uh, this time, with a little more on the line. You're facing an expansion team up 3-0 in this series. This is a pretty big game. This could force a game seven. You score the big goal. You, the Bruins, we both have them hoisting the Stanley Cup. I in six games. You have them in five games. But don't sleep on the Blues. I feel like the Blues are being slept on here. Um, they're a very good team. I think they're top-end talent, maybe a little overrated. Um. But overall, they're they're a very good team. They're de- they're a very physical team, just like you. I feel like they they're go- they play similar styles as you, so they could beat you at your own game. Is my big concern here? That, you know, they could you know be more physical than you. Um, all these types of things. They have a pretty deep team as well. They have some top end talent. They're just a very similar team. That's all I you. think they'll beat them in physicality. That, yeah, that's physicality, and that you know that's big in the yeah. Stanley Cup. But I think you're going to be physical too. This team has just been a great, has a winning spirit. You're going to be physical. You're going to try to be physical, and you're really going to bring that firepower. But they're just more physical than you. Uh, if you know what I'm trying to say there. But don't sleep on the Blues. I, I feel like I've heard that, you know, this shouldn't go past five games. And listen, I think the Bruins should take care of business in six games, but they're going to be a good six games. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, game one, one goal game. Game two, I think it's going to be kind of a blowout. But game three, two goal game for the Blues. Game four, three goal game. Game five, three goal game. Game six, one goal game. So I know a few of those are like not exactly close, but they're going to be well fought games. And I, I again, I just don't want people sleeping on the Blues. I've heard a little too much Bobby Orr, and I know I just said they're going to close out the series in overtime and ring a bell. But it's true. I that's just what I believe. I feel like that's just the history. And what I say itself. is, a game doesn't have to be. The score doesn't tell the story. A game doesn't have to be exactly. If, if a game is a five goal game. It can definitely be well fought by each team. Not just, usually, but yeah, yeah it could. Yes, definitely. Or like a three goal game, as you said, it could be well fought by both teams. And then the end, it just the, slip. Yeah. yeah, in the end, you might let up an empty net or trying to. Yeah, but they could be yeah. well fought. Maybe like, you're only down by one with five minutes left. You let in a goal, and it's a two goal game. Then you let in an empty net. Or those types of situations. Yes, usually if it's like five nothing, it's not usually well fought. That's a case where I see where you're coming from, but it's. Very unlikely, but yeah, like a three-goal game, definitely. It can be a one-goal game, and then all of a sudden the other team goes up by two with like five minutes left, and then you let up the empty nutter. Yes, definitely. So score does not always tell the whole story, but those are our Stanley Cup predictions. We are definitely calling if you join me tomorrow, which hopefully you will. And I'll be here, uh, assuming we have an episode tomorrow, which hopefully we will. Uh, we'll dig into that game one and just – 
do a whole review and kind of go look back at our uh, prediction for it, I guess, uh, a little bit. So now we are going to get to today's episode of Friendly Wagers. All right, so first, here were the results on last uh, edition of Friendly Wagers. So, all right, so this was for our episode we did yesterday, which was Sunday. So this was these questions were before the uh, Charles Schwab before the last day, and the uh, Red Sox win over the Astros yesterday. So will there be more or less than eight runs scored in today's Red Sox versus Astros game? I said more, you said less. You were correct. There were less than eight runs scored. Red Sox versus Astros. Who you got? You took the Red Sox. I took the Astros. You were correct. <laughs> You're so bad I, at this. <laughs> will both the Red Sox and Astros hit home runs today? Uh, we both said yes. The correct answer was no. So I have no none correct yet. Uh, will Justin Verlander have over eight strikeouts? I said yes. You said no. Correct answer is no. Yes. <laughs> So bad. Who will win the Charles Schwab challenge in the PGA? I said Kevin Na. You said Kevin Na. The correct answer is Kevin Na. So I finally got one right. So did you. Will Kevin Na go over or under par today? We both said under. The correct answer was under. So Colin, you won today's edition, uh, oh, last <laughs> time's edition of Friendly Wagers. So now we have today's edition of Friendly Wagers. Only five questions today. Yesterday there were six, but not, not a big difference. It'll be on game one of the Stanley Cup final so um who will ha- well actually six questions never mind uh we will have six questions today but who will have more save rask or bennington give me rask i'll take bennington i have a feeling i'm gonna be wrong just because lately i can't get anything right all right who's one player who will score for the bruins oh you can, you can go first i'm just not gonna say all right what you say because you tend to not get things right yeah that's true <laughs> Um. Uh, whew. one player will score for the Bruins tonight. <sighs> you know what? Lately, I feel like the first line has been shut off and they've been a little inconsistent, but give me Brad Marchand. I was going to say that. I want to go out on a Oh, limb. good. The kid that gets them yeah. all right wanted to say that. I, I want to go out on a limb and say Charlie Coyle. That's my gut instinct. But David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron. I don't know who to go with. Pick. But I think five seconds Patrice gonna... Bergeron. Okay. Here's why I wouldn't pick. Um, the reason I wouldn't pick Charlie Coyle is he's more of a front of the net goal scorer. And the Blues don't allow anything in front of the net because the yeah. defensemen are so big. Who's one player who will score for the Blues? Give me Jaden Schwartz. I know lately he's been on a bit of a fluky run, but he's been on a good run. And I think he'll uh, score tonight. I Vladimir think... Tarasenko hasn't been doing that good, but give me Vladimir. Tarasenko? Okay. Yes. All right. I'll type it in. Who will have more hits tonight, Bruins or the Blues? Now, this is like our first uh, edition when I said, give me the Bruins tonight. I think the Blues are going to come out flat-footed. And listen, this reminds me of the time where we said, who will have more rebounds, Bucks or Raptors? And Colin actually chose the Raptors, which was kind of a stupid answer. And the Bruins may be kind of a stupid answer because the Blues are just so physical. But I think the Bruins will edge them out tonight because I think the Blues By the way, how did the Raptors not have – over uh, uh all right who cares uh how many yeah, po- so how many power play goals will there be i'm debating between one and two but give me two power play goals 
Uh, I'll take one. All right, one. Yeah, I'm debating between one and two. The Bruins have been great on the power play. And then who do you have winning tonight? Um, and we both chose the Bruins. Bruins. So overall, this puts Colin's record at 2-0-0. It puts me at 0-2-0. So that's today's edition of Friendly Wagers, and that's today's episode. So, yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I uh, hope you enjoyed tonight's game, one of the Bruins game, and I'll, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.